When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. It is a statements edition of the podcast here today. No way. Is my button bar every Monday morning? Got to reboot What's this. What's going thing. on there? Amateur, amateur move by Macadac. Hold on a second. Oh, we will not move forward until we get oh. this sounder. Are you rebooting it? I just have to close it and. Like uh, as they did in skyscraper, I just have to turn it off and on real quick. I just rebooted it. I turned it off and turned it on again. That was a great callback, actually, for an otherwise fairly mediocre movie. Wow! Here still, we go. Still there it is. There we go. Such a rock cool. fan. So disappointed. Well, he needs a catchphrase. Yeah, I don't disagree with about. you. I'm just saying that uh, I thought that y- you would find a way because of your love for the rock. To give it a 10. <laughs> It'll be like a 9 or 10. Yes, I actually did. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll watch it again and go up from my 6 or 6.5, I guess. We'll see. So, all right, it's so a statements Monday here on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. You're home for daily Minnesota sports entertainment, speculation, and therapy. And, gentlemen, I'd love to start us off with the first statement here, which is very simply, Nas Reed. <laughs> Nas Reed. <laughs> Nas M. Effing Reed. <laughs> He's back. He is. You know what's funny? If you ranked Timberwolves players in history based on how much the fans love and connect with them, KG is clearly number one, right? Right. Ricky Rubio is pretty high on that oh, list. Yeah. People love Ricky Rubio. Oh, Ricky. Is Nas Reed one of the top Six or seven, oh. top five. In terms, like people love Nas Reed, right? They do. They're bringing back an all. I would say an all-time fan favorite, which I get on the. It's the Timberwolves list, so it's that's not an exactly interesting like, list, though. That's a great. That's a good one. I'm trying to think back. Wally, to, they love people loved Wally, didn't they? I know KG didn't love KG Wally. didn't. I know KG hated him. Do people people like Wally? Li- people liked Wally, but not like loved him. I don't remember him. He's being pro- like, you know what Nas is? He's for sure. In the top six or seven, if not like five. But here's the thing now. How high will he go? Because this move is going to endear him way more. It's almost like signing a really good backup quarterback to a, an interesting contract, right? Uh-huh. Ooh, yeah. I was once a kid at like, I was courtside. This was the 0304 year where the Wolves won like 50 games where the one seed. And it was towards the end of the game. And we were like two rows behind the Wolves bench, and like a drunk woman just comes out to give runs on the court to try to give Wally Zerbiak a humongous <laughs> hug. 
And luckily, like, Wally played along with it, and they weren't going to tackle this woman, obviously. Is that so, how he like, got plantar fasciitis? Yeah, he might have moved been. Quickly. But I remember a very young Declan uh, was sitting next to Marnie Gellner, who probably was, like, early on in her days at Fox Sports North or whatever it would have been. I think it would have been Fox Sports North still back then. And mm-hmm. my parents uh, teased me for days for having to, getting, to, getting to talk to Marnie Gellner as a young little 10-year-old, thinking that I had this biggest crush on Marnie Gellner because she said, did you see that woman run across the, stru- uh, run across the court to go give, uh, go give Wally a hug? But I always think about that when I think Wally now is Marnie Gellner and that woman running onto a court to give him a big drunken hug. <laughs> Wally. Wally's, uh, Wally's a big media mogul now. Yeah. But so, so this contract, it's a, it's a three-year contract, but the third year is a player option. So this worked out really well for for all sides here. So it's a $14 million a year contract. And people might be wondering, well, why wouldn't he just wait like another five days and hit free agency? He could have explored the markets. Well, because even though tampering's not allowed, I'm sure the agent has had all these conversations. So the mid-level exception, I'm going to get in the weeds here a little bit. The mid-level exception this year is like $12.5 million. And so that's a really common slot that teams can use to bring in a veteran player. If you're over the cap, you can still spend money using the mid-level exception. So my guess is there was probably a pretty healthy mid-level exception market for him. And then there's a handful of teams like the Spurs and some other teams that have more cap space and maybe more playing time. So the conversation with the Wolves and the agent and Nas Reed was probably pretty simple. Hey, if you can only offer mid-level exception type money, then we have to hit the market because we'd be stupid not to. If you can go above mid-level exception money into the $13, $14, 15000000 million range, okay, my, my client... He's working out in the gym right now. Like he's, he wants to be here. He loves it here. So kudos to the Wolves for for stepping up their offer here. How do they carve out 25, 30 minutes a night for a guy that averaged 18 last year while still putting Gobert and Towns on the court? I don't know. What does this mean for Gobert or Towns in the short and long term? I don't know. Is this an Alex Madison situation where they told him, uh, hey, why don't you sign and we'll figure out the rest later with the guy that's currently starting over you? There's a lot of questions here, but the biggest headline is they just retained a 23-year-old busts-his-ass type player. I think we talk about, like, what is Wolves culture, right? Sort of tongue-in-cheek. What is Heat culture, and how can you be more like the Miami Heat? Maybe Nas Reed can be like the Udonis Haslam, the young, versatile, scrappy, undrafted big man that kind of rises up with with the young nucleus here. That would be best case scenario. So this is great news, even though it opens up a lot of questions going forward. The third year being a player option is very intriguing to me because it's, it gives him an out if what he thinks or what he's been told, who knows, is going to transpire does not happen, right? Yep. So, like, that's the most intriguing thing is, are, are they saying... Gobert's sort of breaking down, and like we don't e- even know what's going to take place there. Or, you know what? We might not be able to afford in a year to keep Cat. So I think it's definitely a good move by the Nas Reed camp, but I think it's also very telling that that, that third year is not a team option. It's not set in stone. It allows Nas to leave if what you just said, Phil, is true, which is the playing time is not sufficient to what he expects. I also think... And again, God bless this league because they know how to work things. The other thing without a question was the surprise uh, rise in the cap and luxury tax played a huge role here. Last week's news, Mm because the thought process was that the uh, cap was going to go up, but not as much as as it did. And by going up to a, a point where the Wolves could accept it, 
I think that plays an enormous role. So the league again, yeah. a league that ordinarily gets a lot of things right, does. And this is a definite win if you're the Timberwolves and Nasri. Yeah. All right, I'll give my next Nasri statement here. Keep this train moving. My statement is, what was Nas Reed told? That's what I want to oh, know. Dex wants to go down this path. What was Nas Reed told here? So now we have like <laughs> $240 million committed to the center position the Timberwolves do between Gobert, Towns, and Nas Reed. They have a ton oh, it's, of money there. It's way more than, like in terms of bulk contracts, way more than that. Because Cats yeah. is worth like 250 alone. I think annual it's 90 committed. Yes. But then, like, total value of contracts, it's like a ha- over a half billion dollars between the three big men. <laughs> so Nas has come off the bench a ton for the majority of his career. Um, and if you extrapolate his minutes to per 36 minutes, he actually averages a ton. Now, I, I don't think it's safe to just assume, hey, take Nas Reed as the bench roll. You put him in 36, and he'll obviously average 22.5 points a game and 10 rebounds. I don't think that it's, it's as easy as that. But Nas Reed has been an incredibly effective player when coming off the bench. To Phil's point, he has weirdly enough kind of been beloved by this organization. He didn't have to, he didn't want to go out and test the market. He wanted to resign here. They gave him a big deal. He was undrafted. It's a great story. But I want to know what was Nas Reed told? I think the Alex Madison thing also kind of plays into this factor too of why didn't that guy just go out and get a, a bigger contract possibly from somewhere else? Why is that? So I would or love even to know. test out like, yeah, like Madison barely even tested the market, right? He just mm-hmm. resigned. Why wouldn't you go? Well, yeah, because he was definitely told, hey, don't worry. We're not bringing Dalvin back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So here's a little more insight, by the way, from uh, Johnny K from The Athletic this morning on sort of how this deal got done. And we we really won't know. My gut says they're not trading Cat or Gobert this summer. That they really do. Now that they have Nas back in the fold, they've got some other things they could do. You could probably swap out Torian Prince's non-guaranteed seven, $8 million for like a backup point guard. There's some little things you can do here, but here's what Johnny K said about how the deal got done. As contract talks picked up post-draft, sources familiar with the process told The Athletic the Wolves and Nas Reed were still millions of dollars apart after the drafts. This is like a few days ago, right? Yeah. Then a call came in over the weekend from the top of the organization. Get it done, Glenn Taylor instructed his front office. Taylor and his partners, Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez, did not want Reed to get to free agency, where several teams were waiting and could offer the 23-year-old more money or more playing time and a bigger role. The three of them consulted with Tim Connolly and Chris Finch and came to the conclusion that they couldn't let a player of Reed's work ethic, skill level, and desire to remain in Minnesota leave. The player option in that third year allows him the ability to become a free agent in just two years, giving him another opportunity for a big contract before he turns 26. Mm -hmm. That was clearly enough to ease any concerns about his role with Towns and Gobert on the roster ahead of him. But, like, Nas Reed is the type of guy that you want to build your culture around. He can do a little bit. He lost 30 pounds four years ago to be more nimble to make the team. He adds something to his game every year, becomes a better shooter, a better dribble driver, right? Like he's kind of positionless in a lot of ways. You can kind of he's he can play the five, he can play the four. Teammates love him. He's loyal. He really is the type of guy that you don't want to walk for nothing. And his age, twenty three, fits right in line with Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels. So how Good can deal. you get him twenty five to thirty a night? That's the that's the question. 
it's a good deal for both sides. Uh, the other thing, though, because it's essentially a two-year contract, the other thing that the Wolves probably pointed out to Nas and that Nas knows is this. Gobert is 31, played in 70 games last year, which is not terrible, but he is an aging player who did miss some time. Cat has not played in all 82 games since the 2017-18 season. And I think it was in like 25 or 26 regular season games last year. So there's a very good chance, like assuming health in sports is so difficult. So if nothing else, this gives Nas a chance for two years to probably substitute for one of those two guys fairly consistently, because I'm not sure that either one is going to be healthy for the next two years. Yep. Yep. It's a, it's a good thing. Stockpile assets. Stockpile assets and sort of figure the rest out later. But uh, all right, over to Judd here. Oh, my statement's very simple. Do your job, Rudy Gobert. Do your job. Last time I checked, the the French national team does not pay your salary. Yet after teasing us and saying that you were considering not playing in the uh, in the World Cup in the basketball World Cup, you have now decided for the second consecutive year, despite the fact that you showed up to training camp unprepared for the season and injured last year, you've decided to play in a highly competitive international competition this summer instead of focusing on the Timberwolves and your primary job, the team that pays you. Okay. You are 31. I don't love Ant playing for the U.S. team, but I think ultimately it's good experience. And It's great experience. And he's a young man. So I totally, I, I get it. I get it. I'll buy into that. But a 31-year-old playing for the French national team again and doing it at the peril of his day job on a team that he flat out, no question about it, no argument, disappointed in part because he pulled this stunt last year. If I'm the Wolves... I am absolutely livid. Rudy had sort of teased, hey, you know, I think I might, you know, work on what? Oh, my God, my primary job, which is I'm not saying don't stay in shape. I'm not saying don't play basketball. I am saying don't play in what's probably the equivalent of playoff-type basketball games where you have to go all out and then have to show up shortly thereafter for training camp. This is ridiculous. If I'm Tim Conley, I call Gobert today and say, I have one question. Why do you hate me so much? What did I ever do to you? I pay you. I traded for you. I stuck my neck out for you. I've done everything for you, and yet you are going to serve your country again on a team that, let me repeat this, doesn't pay your salary. I think this is ridiculous. it's not even the—I wish I could sit here and spar with you on this, because the Anthony Edwards thing— there's all sorts of evidence historically that a young, yeah. early 20s emerging star right. benefits so much by being around the best players and the best, although these aren't the best players. This is World Cup rosters, but like right. good players and great coaches and Steve Kerr's and stuff. When you're a 31 year old, seven footer, by the way, yes. with some fading knees and you only have so many steps left in your NBA career. I can't spar with you on this one. This is just ridiculous. It's like, so dude, what are you? You, you you already came in here. You underachieved. Your numbers were down. You were sluggish off the start be- because of Eurobasket last year. It's not even the Olympics. Right. It's the Eurobasket last year and the World Cup this year. Yes. Like, what do you, And it's... It, who, well, 
If it was the Olympics, I would even have a problem with it because of all the things you just stated. Like, dude, you, you, you're making $50 million a year. You underachieved in your first year with the Timberwolves. And then you hinted multiple times that you were going to devote all of your attention to resting and preparing to have a monster Timberwolves NBA season. Yep. So I don't, I, I don't see any way that this benefits the Timberwolves. I don't see any way that it doesn't just like decrease his level of energy and health for the season. So I want to fight you on this, but I can't. It's a, I 100% agree with Judd on this. It is absolutely selfish, self-serving. I would have it in guys' contracts they can't pull this crap. Like veterans NBA at least, players right? Have too much, they have too much leverage in the well, NBA. Well, good, then he can just, leave. Then you're forfeiting well, your contract, you moron. But no, he's not though. No, I know he won't. But anyway, so here, here's something to except for the fact that he's not at all whatsoever. I don't doubt um, what, what you read from Johnny K's story about the whole Nas thing. But I wonder if the one untold thing was because like that he didn't just pop this on the, the Wolves this morning, right? Like Gobert probably told him Friday or Thursday, I'm going to yeah. play. I wonder if that was part of get this done. Because okay, here's an here. Well, yeah, wolves, here's an. In, someone tweeted into the show here. Gobert, Gobert makes his World Cup announcement the day after Nas Reed yeah. signs. Coincidence, uh, and then they they tag Doogie here as well. And Doogie said, "No coincidence. Wolves wish he wasn't, but the pull of playing for his country is too strong. Training camp is fast approaching, so this was always around the time frame of a decision. So it's he's not doing it like to lash out. He was this was the time. To, and by the way, I think the. Oh, yeah. I think the team made the, the the announcement. It wasn't like Gobert came out and was like, just to spite Nas Reed. But, uh, yeah, like, dude, what do you... He cares more about yes. France and the World Cup than he does the Timberwolves. Is that a hot take? No. It's Is a, it fair no, to say that? He's proven it twice now. He's proven it twice. And and the evidence... Like, I expressed concern about, concern about this last July, Okay. And I was told, oh, calm down, you know, it's fine. And then guess what? He showed up for training camp injured. And there was no, he talked about the fact it impacted him. So, like, there's no question. But what I'm saying is, I wonder if Gobert told the team, informed the Wolves on Thursday or Friday, and that mm. played a role in them get, getting Nas done. Because I'm sure as hell working on the theory that Gobert, un, under the G in a statistical line, ain't going to come close to 82. Yeah. Okay, he's uh, so I see what's happening here. He feels like in 2019, France won the bronze in the World Cup. And then in 2020, France won the silver in the Olympics. So he feels like I'm a, I think he played on both those teams. I don't know. I don't have the rosters in front of me, but he probably feels like they're close to a gold. Well, then go pursue help, that. Com- help complete his. Then go pursue that for your career, dude. His career. Make that your career. Make summer basketball your career and take the winters off then. Stop stealing <laughs> our money. Do they get, dumb question, do they get paid to play? They probably get a stipend or something. Yeah, I, don't World Cup. I don't even know. And I don't really yeah. care. All I care about is that this guy has proven to be so selfish, self-centered, and it's just maddening. Because the wolves are going to be pissed, and they should be. The only reason I ever would like want to be in the Olympics, or if like I had the athletic ability to do it, I'm not saying I can just sign up and be in the Olympics. But if you, if you, if I could, 
if I so. could. Ooh, I love how it's yeah. no, Declan's the one it's rejecting on the wall. this yeah. potential it's on opportunity the wall. here. Declan, yeah. alpine skiing. Um, yeah. We'll I, see if I have enough time in my snowboard busy cross. schedule. That, that, I'll, I'll yeah, see if I can get good. the snowboard cross. Oh, I'll see good. if I can do that. Yeah, X Games. Um, but uh, we, I had a, a, a guy from my high school like got bronze in rowing in like the Beijing Olympics in 08, and he like, came back and nice. he showed us like his bronze medal. It was really cool. And we asked him, like, what was the craziest part about the Olympics? And he said, honestly... The amount of swag and clothing I got from being in the Olympics is absurd. You just get so many like jumpsuits and apparel and polos and hats and Rudy all this does stuff. love jumpsuits. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. Like if you hey, if you want those France national those FIBA World Cup jumpsuits, yeah, you got to come. Currently, will buy him a couple online, okay, and have them shipped here for Rudy. <laughs> that's that's the compromise. Hey, listen, how many jumpsuits is it going to take? <laughs> Five twenty. Is it five? 50? Is it 20? You name a number of jumpsuits, and we can make it happen. Uh, Chris Finch, probably not happy about this, uh, but uh, Finch Home Solutions is happy to help you with things around your house. That's very well put, Phil. In fact, this truck that you're about to see now, that's going to show up right outside your house, and that is when you know that any electrical work, any electrical issues in your house are going to, or outside your house, are going to be taken care of. Installation, repair, you know, outdoor Lighting projects, car chargers, big or small, Finch can do it all. They, in fact, came to my house a couple of, year, or a couple of months ago, a few months back, actually, and uh, fixed some lights in my basement that were on the fritz. They were fast, they were courteous, and they did outstanding work. Cody and his team are the people to contact if you need, again, any electrical work done in or around your home. FinchHomeSolutions.com, or you can call them, 612-357-2604. FinchHomeSolutions.com, it's the answer to any electrical issues you have. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. All right, statements here. Another another round here. Does anybody else find it crazy after the weekend, the Swifty weekend, that oh. Taylor Swift is apparently this generation's Beatles, Michael Jackson? Like, I knew, oh maybe God. I'm just an idiot here. And Declan, you're probably the most, you're like the closest to a Swifty of any oh, of yeah, us I, here on the show here. Swifty, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. But like, and I knew she was huge. I knew she was one of like the five biggest stars of right now. I didn't realize, I guess I didn't realize the magnitude of it until she was in town for two days. Am I just like living under a rock? There was a video clip. I didn't, I didn't wind up getting over there. You guys didn't either. I'm assuming Judd probably didn't make it in. Uh, Our boss did. Of the- Our boss did. He was having a good time Dan, on Friday. Dan yeah. Seaman was, yeah. Dan and I were, were pre-gaming. Yeah, uh, yeah Declan wasn't. He, he was um, busy, Lit. unavailable, so he had to turn you guys down. Yeah. So, well, so so Dan Dan texts me and he's like, he was trying to sniff out if there was parking in our underground garage. Like, no, that's like, that's not an option, Dan. Those five those five uh, first come first serve spots were taken. Phil a moved month his ago car out. He's yeah. like, of course you can park in my yeah. spot. <laughs> I should I should have sold mine for uh, five hundred bucks, but uh, I said no. I mean, there's meters and stuff, and 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 he knows I live in the area, so he sends me a text. And sometimes yeah, we'll text each other, you know, like. And you, you you wind up just like, ah, are you in the area? Yes or no? And you don't wind up connecting, whatever. And he says, uh, are you drinking anywhere before Swift, even though we're not going to Swift? I said, yeah, we're actually drinking at my place. 
And he, I see him walk by my window, <laughs> like outside, and I invited him in. So he. Oh, you didn't go to a he, bar. You actually just. <laughs> that's awesome. I just invited him over. Yeah, it's kind of fun. So, anyways, I just like. Oh, the video. This is what I said. The video that was circulating on social. So she has a song called "Dear John." Oh God, oh, yeah. from fifteen years I, I ago about it, yeah. John Mayer. Last yeah. night, yeah, great album, dude. Like the pop. So she does mm-hmm. this yep. big five-minute preamble and stuff. Mm-hmm. And don't like pick on John Mayer is what she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 15 years later. I'm going to release this again, but don't pick on him. And I'm going to play mm-hmm. it right now. And the pop, it was like a Minneapolis miracle yeah. or like a Brett Favre to Greg Lewis level <clears throat> pop inside U.S. Yep. Bank Stadium. I don't know. And a couple, just... c- couple things for that. So she does the last two songs. So she did, her encore songs are two surprise songs. Okay, so Dear John was one of those songs. And because Speak Now, Taylor's version is coming out, I think, next week, a couple weeks, she isn't playing a lot of the Speak Nows on this leg of the tour. So she really, I believe she's only playing, and my resident Swifty, my actual, my, my fiancé, who saw her in Nashville last month at, at, at one of these tours, um, she only plays Enchanted, which is also off of Speak Now. So she doesn't want to play Speak Now until it's released, and then she can play a lot of them on the legs of her tour, yeah, and Dear John is a is a is a great one. She hasn't played it yet, and yes, the John Mayer factor played involved. So I completely understand. Pop one hundred percent validated, one hundred percent validated. Incredible, man. So it's incredible. So I decided to do some uh, research this weekend on the Taylor's ver- version of things because mm-hmm. it didn't make sense to me how she could re-record songs that were owned by somebody else. And I found out this is one of the most interesting stories I've ever read. So because she wrote her own songs, she owns her songs. What she didn't own was the original recordings. Mm -hmm. Correct. Her former manager bought a bunch of her recordings. uh, Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun. What are you talking about? Pissed her off. But the moron didn't realize or didn't take into account that she had the rights to the song still. Yeah. Like this is one of the worst. Well, but maybe, maybe maybe you think like so well, she's not going to go through the trouble of like re-recording, you know, a hundred songs or whatever it is. But that's pretty much what she's doing. I right? didn't yeah. even realize that was possible though. It was so intriguing to read about from a business standpoint. Yeah, the whole thing is is kind of a mess. So so is it true then that if you if you want to support her, then you'd want to download Taylor's or versions. buy the songs her, that are only in, her It says in parentheses Taylor's version. So anything that says that <laughs> yep. you would buy to support her. And so she controls all of the financial gain from that stuff. By the way, a trained ear. We listened to the entire. We listened to this is Taylor Swift playlist on Spotify coming home from the cabin yesterday, and you you can hear the difference between the studio produced and Taylor's version songs produced. There are they couple, crappier? What, which well, one's you can, better? You can just tell the the vocals are a little bit more. It's not as a studio. It's not as produced. It's not as. It sounds processed. like she's got the wrong mic on on her Zoom <laughs> yeah. call or something. Actually, that's better though. Like I, it's I like don't when Judd like forgets produced. to select his uh, USB mic. Yeah, what are you? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> interesting though, but yeah, that that's a, that whole story. And she is, I will say this, like it's impressive. Like it's not it like is, when t- Tiffany was playing malls right in 1985 or something. And I, that's fine, but like she is an artist. It's really pretty cool. It's awesome. So so yeah, full credit to her. Legendary status. All right, back over to uh, to Declan here, the right. resident Swifty Declan. Yeah, I mean, I just last thing on Taylor Swift before I give another statement here. I, I regret not going. I now regret not going. I wish it I would have been cool. Went. I really do wish not I would have went. This is now the second think- concert at U.S. Bank Stadium in the last month that I didn't go to. I didn't go to Luke Combs when he was here too about oh. a month ago, um, and I regret that now. I really do regret it.
Well, what was the, you know, we, we were, so we were monitoring yeah. the secondary market because we were kind of like, we're not Swifties, but we love a good spectacle, a good event. For sure. The lowest I saw at any point from like Thursday all the way through showtime, the lowest I saw on the secondary market for obstructed view tickets was like 500 or $600. Yeah. Before fees. Yeah. To get in the door. Yeah. That's what I saw too. And we weren't, we both said, we'll pay combined 600. Like we'll pay 300 a pop. We even decided that. We're like, if it gets down to three, for yeah. each ticket, we'll probably do it. Let's pull the trigger. Let's do it. We'll just, you know, not have any more fun this summer. But um, but wow. I do regret not not going. That is a partial statement to wrap up. You know what that. though? You'll be able to. She'll do another one at some point, yeah. and then I guarantee you, within ten years, you'll be able to go to like the MGM Park MGM in Vegas or something. Oh, yeah. and she'll do a residency. But those tickets will also cost like oh, five or six hundred bucks. Oh God! Can you bucks. imagine? So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So interesting. Quickly, my statement here is this. And Phil's going to, I think, love this. I am obsessed with the Immaculate Grid. Judd, have you oh, heard of the Immaculate Grid? Judd, have you grid? done this? No. Makes this full screen on YouTube. Is this the one right. for today? Can yes. we do this together? I've, I've done this already, Phil, but I want you and Judd to do it. So, so Judd, Oh, can we is, do it right now? Yes. We'll explain this for the audio audience, too. Right. Yeah, explain so, to me. Judd, you'll see it. it's a tic-tac-toe square, right? There's, there's, there's nine squares here, and you see Dodgers, White Sox, and left and right. you got to match a player in that respective category. So, for example, with the Sox, you'd have to match Sox with the Dodger, a Sox with the Yankees, and a Hall of Famer who played for the Sox. From oh, left okay. to right. Does that make sense? Let's, and then the Brewers, start, the same thing. So let's start. Uh, let's go Paul Molitor. Well, does it have to be, like, is Paul Molitor, can we count him for Brewers? Yes, Hall of could. Fame? Could. Hall of Famer? Absolutely. Right. Paul Molitor. Okay. And yep. by the way, Judd, you can't get any wrong. Otherwise, you can't complete the grid. Oh, okay. You can't do an, it, it can't be immaculate unless you, and we can, we shouldn't cheat. I'm sure a lot of people cheat, but we shouldn't cheat. Gotcha. Right. Yep. Paul okay, Molitor. So Molly. Yep. What percentage of people said Molly? 19. 19% said Molly. Okay. Yon, uh, how about a, a White Sox Hall of Famer? Should we go Frank Thomas? Yeah, let's just go. Is he yep. in? Or yeah. Harold Baines? Let's let's flex Harold Baines. Oh, okay. Or no, wait, no, he might oh, be a Yankee. Was he it? a Yankee at one point? A's. Okay. What do you want to guess? Go, Frank Thomas Frank is fine. Frank Thomas is a Hall of Famer, yep. right? Okay. Yep. Lifelong okay. White Sox, right? So he's fine. Frank Thomas? 69%. Okay. Nice for uh, Frank and Thomas. And then a, a Hall of Famer with 3,000 uh, 3, career strikeouts. We just go Nolan, Nolan Ryan. Ryan for that. Nolan Ryan. Right? Wyleven would have been acceptable there too, I think. All right, fifty-five percent. I'd rather go correct. with. All right, we're good. We're immaculate so far. Now we need a, we, a Dodger and, who played for the White Sox. A Dodger yep. and a White Sox. Oh, and then a Yankee. This is where it gets tough. Yeah, man. sure it does. Yeah, now off okay, the top of your head. Okay, for for Dodger Brewer, we need a Dodger who was a Brewer, Eric Gagne. Ooh, great G-A-G-N. One. Nice call. Great call. Yep, seven percent. Good one. Okay, so let's that- go Dodger. How about? Uh, Dodger White Sox. There's got to be some pitchers out there. Like, I had a great like, poll for Sox Yankees earlier. Sox Yankees. There's a. There's, it's funny. There's probably a hundred of these guys, but right. Yeah, off top of your head, Tim so, Raines. Right, Tim Raines is uh, is Yankees and White Sox. Let's go, Tim Raines. Tim Raines. This is sort of fun. I've never seen it's this great, before. Great game. Yeah, two percent. Look at that. Good only two percent. Only two percent. Wow. Well, there had to be one of, the, one of the greats. So Yankees. Yep, you need a Yankee Brewers? and a Sox and a Brewer and a Yankee. Okay. If you can think back to like 70s, 80s, and I can think 90s here too. Okay. Dodgers and Yankees and Brewers. Yankees and Brewers. CC Sabathia played for the Yankees and Brewers. There you go. I go CC. Let's go CC Sabathia. Sabathia. Old Macadax on a roll right yeah, now. Yeah, you're doing good. 46%. 
DC. Dodger okay. sock. You got one in mind there? I, I actually, I had to. I, uh, oh, 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 oh. Can I? Uh, this is a really deep. Phil, did Paul Knurkel play for both? Because he was definitely a white sock. Uh, he he was he a do- have, Dodger originally, right? Or, you know who or was did, he a though? red? Who's that? Uh, uh, Clay Thompson's brother. Oh, oh Trace. Trace, Thompson. Trace, Trace Thompson, right? Yep. Let's let's flex Trace Thompson. 5%. Let's go. <laughs> so now we need a three thousand. Is this a Dodger with a Dodger who struck out three thousand, yes. or a three thousand yes. a three thousand career pitcher who played for the Dodgers? Pitcher who struck out three thousand batters who at one point played for the Dodgers. Oh God, okay. there's doesn't a... have to have been all three thousand strikeouts that with is, the Dodgers. That is correct. Been... Yep. So, Joe, where's the 3,000 strikeout line? Like, is it this like is... Nolan Ryan was like 5,000? Right. Lyle Evan was like 4,000. Yeah. Who played for a, who played for a long time? Like, is did Kershaw? Well, that, that's what I was going to say. Would like Drysdale have been one? I don't even know what who's at 3,000. That's my problem. I'll, I'll say this. Yeah. I did this. I thought Drysdale was a lock. He was not. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. He might have saved us right there. Yep. And, um, it's a, it's an exclusive list, right? That's the Yankees thing. Is, should be easy. Roger, let's, let's do Roger Clemens. Clemens for the Yankees. That's an easy one. Roger Clemens. All right. Okay, we need one more. Wow. Okay, so there's a ton of so there's a, I mean, ton of great Dodger pitchers. I know, but who was a? But we need longevity. Yeah, though. longevity and a flamethrower. Um. I don't think Sandy pitched long enough. No, I think you're I right about so that. I think you're right about that. I'm trying to think of guys that came up and spent a long time Patrick Royce? <laughs> with the Dodgers like like a Hershiser, but I don't think he's at 3,000. He's a really good pitcher, but I don't think he's there. Hershiser for first career didn't get to 3,000? I don't I don't think so. I don't know for sure. Like I think as you said, it's just a really Kershaw, exclusive list. So, so Kershaw is Kershaw at 3,000? He's injured all the time. Who who's a it's slappy who spent a yeah. long time with another team and right. ended up with the Dodgers, Phil? That would be my question. Johnson never paid for the Dodgers or Andy no, Johnson. No, no, he did not. Like a guy, a uh, guy Houston who shoved. Field. Like, did yeah. uh, Kurt Schilling ever pitch for the Dodgers? Uh no. no. Oh, how about Pedro Martinez? Oh, oh, now that he swing through Wait, LA. Did he, pay, did he play for the Dodgers though? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he started with the Dodgers. He he went Dodgers, Expos, yes, Red Sox. Pedro, all right, let's yes. go. Come on, one let's, time. Let's see here. Immaculate right. Grid. Let's see here. Do you got it? Let's do, see. Do we got it? You got it! You got it! Awesome work, Phil. Wow, dude. Awesome. Good job, Phil. This is fun. Okay, this this needs to be a weekly. Should we do it on Monday? Or, or every day. Should we do it every day? I don't know if we can do it every day. No, I wouldn't does do it John every day. Boy, does John Boy do this? I don't, well, they have started tweeting this out a little bit. They used to do screenshots, kind of like we do with random Vikings, but they'll just give up. And baseball so, you know, like... Dude, that's nuts great. where you can just put up a box score or a, or a career page on baseball reference and you'll have no idea who it is. Yeah, but this, that's okay. I don't know if they started Immaculate Grid, but they are tweeting out Immaculate Grid stuff. They do have it for other sports too. They do. Oh, you God, football would be fun. There's a, I think there's a football one. We should nice. do oh, we should, we should do it. Actually, on, we, uh, we could do Purple the Daily. football one. Exactly, Purple Daily. Okay. Yeah, let's, we'll it's talk on. offline here, boys, but this was, that was good. Good one, Dex. That's awesome. Amazing. Nice work. Uh, and Dex Dex has a hack, by the way, that you can use Edwin Jackson as a cheat code because he pitched for 14 different teams. When so. in doubt, pick Edwin, uh, Jackson. Edwin Jackson. Yeah. Dead yeah. serious. Bobby Bonds. You have like a 25% chance of getting it right. <laughs> Bobby Bonds played for like 12 teams. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Pat Neshek was another one, too. All right. 
That's a wrap here. That was fun. Minnesota sports with Mackie and Judd. We just found a new new segment there. Made by Monday.